Hello there. Episode four. Hi. We've done it. We've made it to four episodes. That's a feat. I'm kind of. (laughs) Yeah, we're awesome. It's hard to stick to things in this day and age when you've got work, kids, school. But yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun with this. I'm having fun too. I think that's why we we're we keep going. Yeah, it's been cool. It's it's just nice. It's a nice way for us to connect on the daily. I I, I really really do like it. I agree. But let's let let's handle the elephant in the room. Clearly, the last episode was a little bit a little bit of a um a, a, I don't want to say a downer because it wasn't, but it was pretty beefy. There was. There was some angst. There was some, uh, some, you know, sadness going on in that one. And yeah, I think we might need to lighten this one up a little bit. Yeah, we were both in a weird headspace. Ooh, yeah, it was rough. But I mean, I gotta say, I felt tons better after we we did that episode. Funny how so that works. It was, um, it was therapeutic for sure. Totally agreed. So thanks for sticking with us, folks who were listening. We uh, we hope that that one didn't uh, completely turn you off. But if you're listening to this one, you're still here. So that's good. We like it. That's right. Oh, should we ask people to subscribe and like our stuff and, and set your notifications and, and just, um, you know, follow us on Instagram and I, I don't know, all that other stuff. Yes, we should, do, we should do that. Why don't you why don't you do that right now? Please follow us. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on YouTube, clearly. So like, mm-hmm. subscribe, click the links, do the things. Come join us. We're having some fun. And I think we're hopefully giving back a little bit to the community that supported us all those years. <clears throat> I don't know what that meant. I'm going to have to <laughs> edit that out. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, baby girl? What's the deal? We are talking about Iceland. Bum, bum. We recently took a trip to Iceland, you and me. We did. Um, you and I, you and me, we, you and me, us. It would be you and me. It would, <laughs> it would be you and I. Us took a trip. We took a trip. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the way you know the rule is if you take out the you portion of it and then try I to know, do. I know, oh, I know, okay. I know. I get it. Should we start this episode over again? No. We're still, we're good, right? We're going, dude. We're, we're okay. going. We're going. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So we took a trip to Iceland. It was phenomenal. The we, best. We um, just want to talk about it. And we, we're going to do a, um, our top, we're going to rank our top five moments. Um, we each have a list. We're going to go through our list and see where they line up and we're just going to chit chat about it. And I also wanted to talk about some weird ass shit that we did there or that, you know, we were privy to or involved in. Um, so that's in my notables. <laughs> what's that, what's that game show where they ask questions of the couples in separate rooms? Oh God. What I is the know. name of that? Oh, newlywed game. Yeah. Okay. Is that what this is? Is that we've done our five. I don't know your five. You don't know my five. And and are they supposed to match up? And if they do no. match up, what's our prize? Oh, um, we can um, have digital sex later on if we win. Okay. Yeah? That's, that's good. So here's what we should do. If they don't match up, 
as consolation, we should have digital sex later. Oh. <laughs> because well, I'm it's gonna, a win-win gonna, for us then, right? <laughs> well, kind of. One will be like celebratory digi-booty. Okay. The other will be <laughs> sad face digi-booty. <laughs> okay. Well, how, which, okay. Which, which, okay, which that, that gives me a really good idea. If you lay on one side, your butt the, like can smile. And if you like turn over, your butt can be sad. So whichever one it's going to be, you're going to be facing to the left or to the right. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, this episode is going to be like that. Okay. <laughs> so Iceland. So let, let's start this off by, by talking about how often you and I get to travel together. Clearly we do this back and forth business all the time, but rarely do we get the opportunity to get on the same plane and sit next to each other. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. We haven't done it a whole lot because mm -mm. the Iceland trip was the um, second time. Third. Third? Mm -hmm. What was the first time? The first time was... Um, we went to Santa Rosa. I was yeah. I was working up there. We went to Santa Rosa. Then we did... Oh, you're right. Then we did Iceland. Then we did Vegas. That's right. Yeah. Gents, this is why you don't mansplain to a beautiful woman. She <laughs> already fucking knows. Don't be that guy. Well, look, I, you know, I'm wrong sometimes. So I wanted you to prove me wrong and you couldn't. Couldn't do it. So there you go. Impossible. So we, we've, we've done a couple of trips together. It's, I, I like traveling with you because we don't get to do it very often. Usually when the, the planes are landing and the planes are taking off, there's either expectation or there's debilitating sadness either way. With this though, we're, we're packing together. We're excited together. We're doing the thing together. And it, it changes the landscape of my perspective of travel. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. It really gives me something to look forward to. So we've kind of made it a thing where we, we want to do this a lot. We want to make this happen, but you know, sometimes the opportunity doesn't necessarily present itself until we decided to do this. So walk us through how it felt from your perspective to, to know we were going to Iceland to have to deal with all the scheduling stuff that, that went along with it and, and your feelings behind these spaces. Well, it didn't feel real until I was packing. I mean, honestly, it didn't feel real until I was getting on the plane. No. Um, um, just because we had tried to take um, a couple trips over the past two and a half years um, together that didn't pan out. Right. I mean, there were tickets bought. Tickets and purchased. And didn't get to go. Thank um, you, COVID. So, <laughs> so I was... Um, a little skeptical in all honesty that this was actually well, sure. going to happen. Um, but the closer we got, the more it, you know, it started to sink in. Mm -hmm. I, I, me personally, I have a hard time getting excited for something until right before. Um, I, so I don't, I don't, I didn't have a whole lot of anticipation. Um, but I also didn't have a whole lot of expectation either, which I think was good. Um, you kind of, honestly, you, you planned this whole trip. I did. You've, you've been before you've been to Iceland before. So, I, you know, you were the kind of designated, um, tour guide. Um, so I was just, I mean, I was, I was along for the ride. <laughs> um, and it was a great fucking ride. 
this was your first experience outside of the country and, and Mexico doesn't yeah. count Mexico. Look, when you lived in Southern California, you've been across the border. That's, that's all good. That's yeah. I, I lived in San Diego in mm. San Diego. I mean, it's, it's so close to the border that, right. you know, I, I, I've experienced the Mexican culture yep. growing up. So going to Mexico, it's the same terrain. It's the same landscape. Mm -hmm. It's the same food. It's the same, you know, culture and people. It's still beautiful and it's still fun. But Perfect this and was amazing. A, yes. This was a completely mm -hmm. different experience. So yeah. Yeah, I had been to Iceland a number of years ago, about about three years prior to this trip. At the time, I was still married. It was right at the end of our marriage where where I didn't realize that that we were going downhill as fast as we were. I knew something was up. I, I could feel it in my bones. I didn't realize it at the time. So going to Iceland the first time, I went by myself. It was it was a transformative experience. It was cathartic. I didn't realize how badly I needed to simply center to be with myself and to think my own thoughts, listen to my own music, do the things that I needed to do. So in that moment, I gained an, an immense respect for solo travel. I think, again, my perspective and my perspective only, everyone should attempt to do this at least one time in their life. Go somewhere you've never been to a place that you don't speak the language, although every spe everybody speaks English there, to a, a, a place that, that is beyond your wildest dreams. Go do that by yourself and experience yourself in that mm -hmm. space. You don't necessarily subscribe to that idea. You're not a big solo travel person. And I get that. So to- Well, first of all, I'm a woman and traveling alone as a woman is- um, Completely different. Dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, secondly, it's more- memorable if i'm experience, experiencing it with somebody else right um that's not to say I, I wouldn't ever travel by myself it's just for me it's a bonus to have you there with me you know agreed so this time because because i was in a completely different head and heart space you had never been there it was like a brand new adventure for me and every single thing that we did even though I had seen a few of these things already were absolutely different, different times of year, different amounts of light, different weather. All of it was different. Iceland is it. it what's the word? It is it is ever changing. Mm -hmm. It is it is it, the only constant is change. So going different times of the year and experiencing it in that way, it was it was like a completely new world. And I got to do it with you. That was the coolest fucking part. Right. Yeah. Showing you all these places that I had loved and, and, you know, experiencing it through your eyes again was just magical. Absolutely magical. So yeah, we've each made our lists. We've done our top five. Let's, um, let's dive right in because our, our trip was about 10 days long. We did a whole gang of shit, but mm -hmm. we can't cover a 10 day vacation in an hour long podcast episode. So we've tried to narrow this down to five different moments that we thought were, were the most formative or the most amazing. So let's start with your number five. <laughs> um, so number, I just had another memory pop up in my mind and I'm starting okay. to like, rethink are you rethinking this. it? Um, so 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take out my number five and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this one in. Oh damn. Okay. Okay. Um the the hike to the glacier. That's my number five. Okay. Um or the hike up to see the glacier. I don't remember what it's called. I, I couldn't even pronounce it if I wanted to. You're gonna have to help me with that. Right. Um that was a beefy hike. Oh yeah. Of a, of a, of a big ass mountain. She's talking about Vatna Yokel Glacier National Park. And I, I want to mm. I think it's just Vatna Yokel National Park. Skoftafell is is the, the the area in that space. And we did that hike. It's on the eastern side of the island. It's directly opposite from Reykjavik on, on again on the east side. And it's it, it's this beautiful cascading glacier with uh, mountainous overlooks there's the, you, you drive in you do the thing you park and then you hike take it from yeah. there um it was what about an hour long hike up the mountain a little yeah um and uh full disclosure i am extremely afraid of heights mm. so there were some pretty um sketchy moments sure. but i i powered through i persevered i cussed a lot <laughs> there was a lot of swearing a little bit of nudity <laughs> oh that's right i ended yeah. up <laughs> i forgot about that oh i didn't <laughs> no that was awesome i had i had base layers on and it was just a little too warm so i mean there's nobody around so i decided to drop trow take off that base layer and wait didn't you take a picture of my ass too yes that's right you did i did it was awesome so you guys check this out <laughs> so we're we get we're on this path and this this main path is probably a good you know 10 or 12 feet wide and, and we're walking up it and we see the sign that that's going to go up to this this promontory this lookout I tell Sarah she's got to take a right and she looks around and she's looking at the ground she's like where am I supposed to take a right it's literally a, like a little ravine that's about a yeah. Foot wide, and it's it's like a it's it's a divot in 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 the land. So I was you know, like, "Are you sh are you sure?" We're and there's the sign. It's right way. there. We got to go that way. So sure enough, we start walking up that way, and it's it's only wide enough for one person to walk at a time. So she's walking ahead of me, and we're hiking. This is a beefy ass hike. Mm -hmm. And as we're going up uh, up the hill, I'm I'm starting to get a little bit nervous because I'm thinking maybe did I did I put us in the wrong spot did I do the wrong the wrong things but as we started to crest the hills we started to see waterfalls we started to see the mountains over the, over the, the landscape we started to you know kind of Well we feel... also saw other people on that trail we're like oh okay other... we are going uh, okay <laughs> okay we're, we're not going to to go out and die that's right. That was cool. But but this one decides in the middle of this hike, she's like, you know what, I'm really hot. Do you think it would be a big deal if I if I if I took the base layers off? And okay, here's me, right? With my lady in front of me in the middle of the Icelandic mountainous tundra. What the fuck am I gonna say? No, don't take your pants off. <laughs> Come on. Yes, you should change your clothes immediately. That's right. So, so she did. did. And it was rad. And it's a memory. It is that it I is had forgotten about. <laughs> So keep going after after the uh, the ass showing continue. Oh, we kept we kept trekking through. Um, and we got up to the top and it was just intensely gorgeous. You're just you're just overlooking this massive glacier just coming down a, a valley really, and I think it it you know there was like a little tiny little lake at the bottom of it mm -hmm. um, from the melting glacier. 
and we just we just hung out there and and took it all in and um it was incredible it was a beautiful day it was a 360 view uh it was just i don't i don't think i'll ever forget that i agree getting down was rough because our knees and ankles and legs were shot but we're old people we are yeah but we took our time and um yeah it was it was it was a good day it was beautiful it's gorgeous vatna yokel is my number three so okay it was definitely on my little higher up there okay a little higher up go ahead um what was i gonna say oh we'll um we'll add some links to the stuff we talk about in the description we will um so people can check it out for sure yeah i i couldn't help but compare my first trip to this one especially seeing landmarks that i had seen in in you know prior years the Vatna Yoko hike for me, the first time I went, it was absolutely freezing. It was windy. It was cold. And I, I went at the the later part of November. So the light was, you had about five and a half to six hours of actual light. And that it was all golden hour, twilight. Absolutely fucking gorgeous, but freezing balls. I was, I was literally one of the few people who had gone up that mountain doing the thing by myself. So I didn't see remotely as many people as we saw on our, you know, late summer hike. So that was different in and of itself. But the moment that you're talking about, as we, as you, you cross over this little wooden bridge and you, you continue this, this small hike up to the top of this promontory. And at the top of the, you, you stop and there's, there's an edge and that edge is, is practically a sheer drop straight down into this this frozen river mm-hmm. that is miles long starting at the top of this mountain range and it just flows all the way down into this lagoon the, the same lagoon that, that you had mentioned and as we're standing up there as we're walking towards it I start getting teary because I remember what it felt like to be in that place the first time around and here I am experiencing this with you in a completely different heart space. That was that was mind blowing mm-hmm. to me that I was standing with you on one of my favorite places on this planet. And I get to stand there with you. That was ridiculous. And just to close this little part out, when you finish this little trail hike and you get up to said promontory, there's a signpost that tells you what direction to go. If you take a left, you're going up the mountain more and it's a really hard hike and it's there's a number of miles and it takes forever and I would have died. You take a right, you go down the mountain and back to the parking lot and do the thing. And again, it's not like this was five minutes away. It was a good you know hour or so back to where we needed to be. My first trip, the signpost was on the ground. <laughs> I get up to this promontory and it's windy as fuck and the signpost is on the ground. And that's a brilliant metaphor for the moment in time. In that moment, I had no guide. In that moment, I had to emotionally fend for myself. In that moment, I had to make a choice. And thankfully, I made the right one and made it down the mountain. But this time, the sign was there. The way was clear. The arrow pointed in the right direction. And you were standing right there. 
Oh, baby. That was that was real for this me. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. You never said anything. Because I'm I'm writing all of this out and you have yet to read oh, it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, I still I I still need to read that, by yeah. the way. Okay. So that's her number five. That's my number three. I'm gonna start um is there anything else you wanted to uh to say about that adventure before we move on to the next one? Just going downhill, sometimes it felt like we were literally on the side of the mountain. Because we were. I w it was intense. I, mm -hmm. I had to like close off my perif peripheral just so yep. I, I wasn't looking down. But yeah, I did it. I was so proud of you. So proud of you. It was dope. Thank you. But what's up with the people who were, there's like a German family that was behind us and they like come trudging down the mountain like, oh, you're, you know, you're singing the, the strudel song from Price is Right. <laughs> And I was just like, "What the fuck, man!" And it's like, it's like these, these, this couple. They were jetting, dude. They were, they were hauling ass. And I'm just like, dude, was it? Were not none of you gonna ask us whether or not we needed help? Because clearly we're huffing and puffing <laughs> and we're rolling each other down the hill, just going, "What the fuck is going? Holy shit! We need to stop. Don't drink that water, but it looks so tasty." <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so that that was my number three. That was your number five. Um, can I give you my number five? Yes. Okay. So number five on my list was our excursion out into Landamana Lauger, the, uh, the, the wilderness of the interior. Okay. And driving out there was, it was for me outstanding because I'd never been that far inland. Uh, again, you go in the wintertime, those roads close. So yeah. being able to experience that newness was super, super cool. Did this yeah. make your list? This is my number four. Ah, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> so this, the way that we handled the Iceland trip was we picked a couple of places, a couple of you know, like little towns or hotels that we decided we were going to post up there and see all the sites we could see in that surrounding space. We stayed at this little hotel called The Garage, which is about a half hour west of Vik. For all of you who ever go to Iceland, you have to stay at The Garage. That's my number three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll save our, our pontification about the garage here in a second, but that was our home base. So we had to backtrack a little bit toward Hella. We drove all the way back to Hella and then we took a right and that oh. right takes us. <laughs> no, it's, it's like NorCal in the middle of the North Atlantic. <laughs> so we take a right and we start driving up into the wilderness and, and keep in mind that the ring road highway one is mostly paved. But when you start getting into some of the interior roads, they're not paved. It's 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 dirt roads. It's rock roads out there. You need so, a, you need a vehicle that's gonna be gotta able to do it. You know, traverse the, that kind of uh, terrain. It's it's yep. beefy. It's gotta have beefy. a gotta have a four by four that can traverse F roads. They call it. And if you don't have something that can go over F roads, don't do it. Second second point, always buy the gravel insurance. Just trust me yeah. on this, buy the gravel insurance because there's so many rocks flying around. That's an absolute requirement. But I digress. I had wanted to go into Land Manalauger for the longest time because I've always had this vision, this, this fantasy, and it's really what it is, is a fantasy of being out in the middle of the tundra by myself with my headphones, listening to whatever music I wanted to listen to at that time, but just me and nature, no one around, almost like a helicopter drops you, puts you in the middle of the tundra, comes back an hour later and picks you up. That's, that was my vision of, of a moment like that. 
And I always thought that I would get that in the interior of the island. So for me, this was this was super cool. Get you away from the ocean, get you away from the waterfalls. Let's go see what's in the interior. This this mysterious holiest of holies behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. So as we're driving back there, we we were on these dirt roads in our and what kind of car do we have? We had like a, a, a it was Hyundai a Hyundai Tucson. Tucson. Yeah, that's it. And that car was dope. That that got us from point A to point B in style. We were we were stoked with that. It did us right. It did, but the the clearance on this car was not quite enough to allow us to ford rivers, and many of these dirt roads you gotta cross water. The question is, is how deep is that fucking water? They were they were hefty streams, babe. They weren't they weren't rivers. They were they were not hefty streams. These were rushing rapids. <laughs> They were monstrosities of liquid terror that looked me in the face and dared me to defy it. So what did I do as a man? You cross that fucking river, baby. That's right. <laughs> cross that river. Now, should we have crossed this river? Oh, we were fine. We should okay, not. No, we should we not should have crossed not this have, river. We should not have done it. Okay. Clearly we lived, clearly the car is okay. So we, we you know kind of where this story is, is, is heading. But it was nerve wracking because you, you, you drive up to this spot and, and we, got, we got to this spot with a sign and the sign is basically a way of showing you that you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You were about to cross over into no man's land. So make sure you fucking know what you're doing. We had stopped, we're chilling, we're looking at the sign and an Italian couple had been driving back the opposite way. So they, they see us and they stop. The guy gets out of the car and he comes up and he's talking to me. You're still in the car. I'm looking at the map and the guy comes up to talk to me and he's in, in his in his you know Italian accent. He was super cool about it. He goes, Where where are you guys going? So well, we're going that way. We're trying to get to the the land of Menelauger has a, a visitor center. We're trying to get to that visitor center. He's was very cool about it, but in a really nice way, he said, Skillet, check it. You are not gonna be able to do that shit. With the car that you're driving, you're not gonna be able to pull it off because yeah. the river's right over there. And you know what? I appreciated the fact that he told us straight out of the gate we weren't going to be able to cut it. And it's not that I didn't believe him, but I wanted to see it for myself. So Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, we were out there. Let's go as there. far as we possibly can. That's it. Let's see yeah. how far we can go. So we drive up to this. Okay, it was a glorified stream, but you can't really tell how deep said stream is. And I was terrified of the idea of flooding this car in the middle of, of a, this little bitty river and not only completely emasculating myself, but ripping up my, my checking account right. <laughs> as well. So in, in a moment of fury and abandon, we, we decided in that moment, yes, we're going to cross this massive river. So I plotted our lines, I gunned it, and whoosh, across we went. And my heart was racing. I was I just, I was just, it, it was one of the most exciting things I'd ever done. And <laughs> you laugh, but I was the one driving. <laughs> <laughs> so after we get across the river, you tell the story. Oh, I can't remember what we did after that. <laughs> We stopped. We, we stopped at um, these like beautiful lava fields and oh, just got gorgeous. out and, and just kind of took it all in. It was it, it was crazy how the terrain changed mm -hmm. um, from moment to moment. You you get these like beautiful lava fields and then, you know, you there's a, a 
you know, a, a, a meadow with a bunch of sheep and, and then you go a little bit further and there's a, a river and water and um, there was a tiny little um, campsite that we, yeah. we drove by. Um, I mean, those guys are really rough in it. I mean, there's nothing out there's there. There's nothing out there. We had, we, we didn't even have a cell signal at that point. We had no yeah. GPS. We were kind of on our own and we're, and they're actually building this, this, this little, I don't, I don't what, what would you call it? Like this enclave under the, you know, this, this hill of these, you know, four or five different one bedroom little studios that, that you rent out. Keep in mind that Iceland's main import is tourism. So yeah, they're, they're just they're, tiny little cabins, but I mean, there's no, there's no electricity or anything. No, man, that's, that's yeah. like, that's clamping for people who want to rough it out in the Icelandic wilderness. Yeah. So we drove by, we, we see this, this encampment, this construction site, and we're like, okay, that's, we didn't expect that, but we're going to, we're going to keep driving. And, and right around the corner of that you couldn't go any farther. You, you go to the, the edge of this lake. And when I say idyllic, it is exactly what it was. Because we drove to the edge of this this freshwater lake that is in, in the middle of this valley with with green mountains to the left, red mount, red and black mountains to the right, snow-capped glaciers out to the end, and it it was unimaginably beautiful. Yeah. Unimaginably. And as we as we stood there, knowing that we couldn't go any further, it felt it felt right. It felt like we had been told, you've, you've come this far, you can go no farther, but this isn't the only time you can be here. And it, it was, it was, it was very welcoming. It was, it was very, it was joyous to me to be in that space. Mm -hmm. So we waited for a little bit, we hung out, we turned around, we drove back and Yes, we forded the river yet again, and no, I didn't take the proper line, and it almost stalled, but we made it out, and I was a, a big boy, and I was good. You were super not, nervous. I was super <laughs> nervous, but I did not pee my pants. That's right. I expected there might be a little something in there, and there was not, so I was really proud of myself, and, and off we went. We, um, we, we you know, found a couple of side roads and engaged in some extracurricular activities, and then we got, you know, we... we drove off we drove back to our look dude if 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 you're able to do those activities in the middle of nowhere in iceland you you take advantage of that oh you do yeah you, you absolutely do so it's it's dope as fuck so that that was my that was my number that was my number five because I, I wanted to experience that it was a completely different and new experience there was adventure there was excitement a jedi craves not those things but we got them nonetheless <laughs> There you go. Okay, so well, that was my number four. So my my number three was our stay at the garage. Nice. Um, it's it was just it was awesome. It was it's this Airbnb. Um, I'm not sure what town it was in. It's okay. It wasn't in a town. It's this like is in the best between. Part. Yeah. It was about a half hour west of Vik. Okay. It's gorgeous. It's run by this family. Um, and it's, I mean, you know, aside from the, it was great accommodations, you know, mm -hmm. you get this tiny, it's basically a tiny little studio apartment. Um, but what really floored me was our backyard. You just Dude. turn around and it's just this stunning Stupid. mountain with mountains with just, just intense 
waterfall mm. and there's sheep everywhere and you know they look like tiny little dots up up on the mountain it was just I, I i every time i would go outside i would turn around and just shake my head you couldn't help but shake I your head i could not believe it and you could you could walk up to that waterfall if you wanted mm -hmm. to there is a little trail i went up a little bit but it's steep very um and i mean we had already done a lot of walking my 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 feet were kind of killing me kind of done <laughs> But we stayed, we stayed there for what, two or three nights? We stayed there for three nights. Yeah. Worth, worth every penny, worth Highly recommend this place. We'll definitely mm -hmm. put, we'll, we'll put a link in. Um, and there's, you know, the, the cute little ambassador dog that greets everybody. What was his name? Fritz? Felix? Fritz? I think it was Felix. Felix. Okay. Yeah. I think Felix. So. That sounds right. Super sweet dog. It was just, Super it was, cool. it was the perfect place. That was my number three. The proprietors of the place named um, Anna and Siggy. They had, um, according to their brochure, it, it was actually an old garage that they had converted into an apartments to, you know, to rent out for vacationers. And they did a little bit of expansion, but it was, it's a very small complex. And by complex, I, I mean, one, two, three, four buildings plus, you know, the, the, the main reception area. Yeah. It's so, their house, right? Right. It's and their then, house with a couple of adjacent buildings. Yeah. So there's not a lot of people who are there. We were there the longest of all of the people that we saw, there were there were folks who would come in, they'd stay a night and then they'd bail. But you know, we were there for three nights, and and that was a little bit longer, I think, than normally most people stayed in that spot. But going back to what I said earlier, we we picked a spot that was a central location to all of the things that we wanted to see around it. So the garage was absolutely perfect for some of the waterfalls that I'm sure we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, the, this, this hike out to the, the plane that's on the beach, um, going to Deer Hole, uh, you know, going to, to some of these gorgeous spots and, you know, having dinner in Vik, all of those things were precipitated on the fact that we could get there easily. Mm -hmm. The garage was the space for us. That was the one. Yeah. I can't wait to go back there. No, we, you, we're absolutely going to stay there again. Yeah. hundred percent. Sure. Got to do it. So, okay, that was your that was your number three. Yes. Okay, so Vatna Yokel was my number three. So we've we've covered Landman Alauger was my five, Vatna Yokel, and that hike was number three. Okay. But my number four was the Aurora. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, That's we were just we were just hanging out in the hotel room. It was probably what, eleven o'clock at night. About eleven o'clock. And you just look over at me and you're like, "Hey, do you want to drive a little further east with me and see if we can see the aurora borealis?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> <laughs> you always say yes to that. Always. There's a brilliant website that the government of Iceland puts out that shows you the weather. It shows you the aurora forecast. It shows you the conditions of the roads. All of these things. So you can kind of map out what your experience is going to be like in advance. And that's really important in a country that the weather dictates everything. Yeah. So up to Vik, from Reykjavik to Vik, our entire trip was just dominated by fog and clouds. Dominated, which was cool. There's absolutely it's, nothing wrong with that because I mean, it lends to a mystique. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Brilliant. But we're we're in that in that space of like, hey. Um, it's clearing up east of where we're at. This was farther east. This was out past about Naokal. So this was this was even farther. This was the farthest that we had gone. Mm 
And I happened to look at the Aurora forecast a couple of, you know, a couple of days previously, and it looked like it was going to be relatively decent, but I had no idea what the cloud cover was going to be like. So sure enough, I look at it and, and, and it looks like it's going to be clear, but it, according to my calculations, which were clearly off, I thought if we drive about an hour east, it's midnight, we're in the middle of nowhere, that's pretty cool, maybe we can see the Aurora. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 15 minutes after we left our hotel that you're looking and I'm driving and it's, it's pitch black. There's no lights out there. You're I'm driving. And, and all of a sudden you're like, is, is that what I think it is? Describe what you saw. Well, it looks like it's city lights mm. far off in the distance, but you know, there's no city over those mountains. There's nothing out there. It's just, that's what it, that's what it looked like. It just kind of looked like, um, like um, light pollution almost That's right. from a That's city. Exactly what it looked like. Um, yeah, and so we found this little like spot to park. We saw a couple other cars. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, we know what they're doing too. They were they were there to you know take a look at it as well. And we we pulled off and we hung out for about an hour, and um, we were about to leave. We almost left. That that's right. Because you know we're like okay, we're not seeing anything, and. Um, and then all of a sudden we see it just looks like these green lights shooting up into the sky. These just tiny, like, they're not Perfectly tiny. Perfectly vertical. Yeah. And then all, like, after a while they start to kind of melt away mm-hmm. almost and just kind of slowly melt away into the horizon. Just understand, everyone, that... that- it wasn't very clear. It was like seeing a ghost. You're, yeah. you're seeing tendrils of smoke with a a, a, sm- a slight vertigris to it, and it 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 was you almost couldn't focus on it. If you if yeah, you looked you at it out of your periphery, that's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah. So you, go ahead. And there, I mean, there were there there were moments where it's like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Because right. I don't know if my my like eyes are playing tricks on yeah. me. And you're like, nope, it's there. I totally oh, yeah. see it. Um, so that happened about two or three times. Yeah, these lights would just come up completely vertical and just kind of melt away. And it was how long would they last trip? before they melted away? Not even a minute. Right. It, it's not very long. Mm-mm. Um, it was gorgeous though. It was, it was amazing. I mean, there's, you could take photos of it. Um, you know, when you see the photos and they're super bright, that's because it's like long exposure photos, Mm -hmm. you know, you're getting all of that light. It's, it, it was very subtle, but it was, um, very gorgeous. Had we, had we not been behind a mountain range, had we, had we been farther North, it would have been an even more vibrant experience. But I, I think given given the fact that it was an unexpected pleasure, given the fact that it was kind of a whim, let's go see what we can do, it and the fact that we almost left, it was it was perfect. It was perfectly timed, perfectly done. And we and, and I couldn't have been happier with that experience. Yeah, I was that wasn't anything I was expecting to see. So the right. fact that we did get to see it was just amazing. Yep. All right, so that's five, four, and three. Okay, my number two is um, our walk to the um, the airplane. Oh yeah. <laughs> this this didn't make my list, believe it or not. 
No. As amazing as this experience is that you will now describe, this didn't make my list. Not that so it wasn't the, amazing. It's yeah, just so, so many other things. The airplane wreckage itself is, is you know, whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't that great. It's, you know, it was a means to an end, really. It's a DC-10 that's sitting out on the Icelandic beach. No, no one was hurt. Nobody died. It wasn't like it's a gruesome thing. It's just a dilapidated skeleton of an yeah, old I, What did it, ha it happen in like the 70s or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the walk there right. takes about an hour mm -hmm. to the plane and an hour back. Um, honestly, the weather that day kind of made the experience amazing. Completely. You're... It's flat, black sand. The only people that you see are the people coming back and forth from the plane. You know, it, there is a trail um, that they've kind of, you know, put sticks in just so you know where you're going. But it was so incredibly foggy that you couldn't see 10 feet in front of you. It was, it was ridiculous. So you were walking into nothingness mm -hmm. almost um and that's when you got the opportunity to put those headphones on that was my moment make your own soundtrack mm -hmm. and you and i i did the same thing so i'm listening to my music or you're listening to your music or walking together but it was our own experience yeah. and it was just it was it was perfect again you start creating metaphors you start you know looking at it in in grander scale to me that was the perfect example of what life with a partner should be like hand in hand on your journey listening to your own music being yourself owning your own moment but you've got your person and you're completely satisfied with that moment and that space and that time because nothing could be better than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was I that was just it was ex exactly what I I wanted to experience on this trip. Do you remember <laughs> what you were listening to? Yeah, I, I listened to Warmth. Yeah. And then on the way back, I actually put on um um Sugarasa's um uh sleep record they Sweet. have it it was and it was perfect awesome yeah oh, i know i know listening to cigarettes in iceland is um <laughs> fuck that shit dude you're in iceland you listen to whatever the goddamn thing you want it, it worked for me though good that's a great place to be yeah but that warmth album it was life that we listened to correct yes yeah because i listened to the same one yeah um i will pontificate one of these days about um ambient idm dark techno and whatnot but um august mina runs a label out of Spain, I think. And, and if he ever listens to this, I'm sorry if I jacked that up. But um, one of his monikers is called Warmth. And legitimately some of the best ambient records made. It sets ever, a mood. Ever. Yeah. It's, it's absolute brilliance Yeah. From, from start to finish. That album was perfect for that moment. Yeah. Perfect. What's your number two? My number two... Skogafoss. Oh, that's your number two? That's my number two. Okay. That's my number one. <laughs> I know. It was my number one until I remembered something else. But oh. so 
what was your number three? Your number three was the plane wreckage? The garage. The number garage. Two number was, two uh, was the, the plane airplane. Wreck. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, my number two, Skogafoss. So, so Skogafoss is, is the, it's, it's the ultimate Icelandic waterfall. A lot of people will say Gullfoss is the, the two very famous ones. Gullfoss is very big. I've never seen Gullfoss, if I'm being honest. Skogafoss I've seen a number of times now, but it's, it's the one that's, it's very, it's very rectangular and it's very compact, but it's, it's iconic. You, you know it when you see it. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Describe your experience as we as we got to that space. Um, well, we were up, we walked up to it, and you can get really, really close to mm -hmm. it. I mean, you can get as close as you want to, really. With the yeah, it's it's up to you how close you want to get to it because it probably does get a little more dangerous the closer you get to it. But um, I just remember the the wind coming off of it yeah when it hits you was so intense it was it's that the the spray and the wind and it would it would happen you know it wasn't happening happening constantly it would just you would get this like massive whoosh right in your face and um i just i was bawling i was mm -hmm. crying it was it was it was a spiritual spiritual experience almost um <clears throat> and i remember crying and looking at you and i i remember saying i feel so small right now in the best are. way possible yeah. yeah um and it was just in the sound i will never forget the sound mm. of that waterfall it was just it just it completely engulfs you it was spectacular yeah. So it's my number one just because of how it made me feel. Yes. You know? It was... It's not like it's the, you know, the the, the best um, spot to visit in Iceland or anything. But in that moment, I, I mean, I've never been up close mm -mm. to a waterfall like that in my life. Um, so... It's my number one just because it it made me feel my feels. <laughs> it, it, it towers over you in, in a way that a, a benevolent yet powerful God might tower over humanity. It is all-encompassing. It is the only thing you can see, the only thing you can feel, the only thing you can hear is that. When you're that but it's close still so gentle, it, you know, it was very gentle. As the mist floats up to the side of the mountain and, and, and creates its own weather system from this cascading there water. There it is, by the way. That's the, the one. Photo. That's it. That's <laughs> the one. It's it's magical without hyperbole. It is it is spiritual without exaggeration. And mm -hmm. she's right. I wept. And it was, it was, it was, it, it gets me emotional thinking about it now. It was like going home. It was like being with a long lost friend. It was like being embraced by the island. It was, it was, it, it, it said, welcome back. It said, thank mm -hmm. you for coming back. And I was just so appreciative that in that moment, there's, there, there's this, this magnificence in front of me and, and I, I can feel you behind me. There's magnificence all around me. 
in front of me, behind me, around me. I am absolutely whole in that moment. And just in that space that I started to realize how, how fortunate I was to be in this position, this, this massive gust of wind blows off of the water that's underneath the waterfall straight to the face, and you can't help but gasp. Mm-hmm. That, that there in, in corporal form is a reminder of just how powerful this thing is and just how amazing it is. And lucky we are to be in that space. It was, it was, it, it was transformative. And we walked yeah. back to the car, and there was nothing to say. We walked hand in hand in silence. What, what, what do you say after that? Right. There's nothing to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was amazing. Now, if, if, if anybody's ever been there, you're thinking, well, what did you, did you climb up behind it? No, those are 465 steps of doom. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not, it's, it's, you get up there. Great. Good for you. You did the thing, but you know what? We had experienced such greatness there. It's, it's like, no, I'm not going to tempt fate. We're well, just didn't gonna... you do that on your I first did that the trip? first time I've done the thing. High five. Yeah. It was, it was all good. I saw all some right. sheep. We had a good time. It was cool. There you go. This was way better, but so your top five in order are? Um, uh, the hike up to that glacier mm-hmm. to overlook the glacier. Uh, what was my number four? Because I just changed I changed it. Uh, it was the... Um, dude, I can't even remember now. Do you remember <laughs> it? Uh, no. Okay. We'll go back um, and listen to it again. Three was um, the stay at the garage. Mm-hmm. Two was the walk to the airplane mm-hmm. wreckage. And number one was Skogafoss. The Aurora was your number four. That's right. That's Wait, right. was it? Are you sure? Maybe it was because it was mine. Know. See, guys, this is what I'm talking about. There was so much amazingness that it's difficult to keep it straight. I, I, I kid you not. There were times when, when we were both so just emotionally overwhelmed. We had no idea what day it was, how long we'd been there, what we mm-hmm. had done that day. Oh, everything was just kind of like melting into each other. We couldn't. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely melting into each other. But I think that means you're, you know, you're having a good vacation when that starts what, happening. Completely. Oh my God. But my number one, and I, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. This was probably the, the, the best moment for me. We hadn't even landed yet. We're on the plane and you had fallen asleep and I'm sifting through the music and I'm seeing all kinds of great music. And by the way, um, one of my favorite labels, a strangely isolated place. Um, there's a, there's a deep techno album by Yagya that's, that's on the, the playlist for Iceland air. And, and that was just cool to see. So shout out and kudos to, to Yagya, ASIP and Iceland air, but I digress. That wasn't, the, that wasn't the thing. You had woken up and we're starting to land and it's, we had left Boston and it was, it was a bright sun. It was a bright day. It was, you know, mm-hmm. sunny. It was beautiful. But as we're landing in Keflavik, it's, it's dark, it's gray, it's yeah. brooding. It's, there's, there's a palpable sense of adventure that happens, but I'm sitting in the middle seat. You're sitting next to the window and I, I look over at you and you're, you're looking out the window and I can see you looking out the window at a place that you've never been 
at a, 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 an island in a country that you had never stepped foot on before. This was explorative. This was landmark. This was completely new adventure. And, and I could see how emotional it was for you. And it made, it made, it made me really understand and appreciate what we were about to do. I had no idea what our adventure was going to become. But the look on your face as you're looking out the window as we landed in Keflavik will always indelibly stick in my memory. That was gorgeous. That was the best moment of that trip. You're making me cry. <laughs> it's true. It was that was that was the moment for me. It set it set everything right from the very fucking beginning. God damn you, Josh Carley. I know. <laughs> I'm good at it. And that's not to say that <laughs> it's not to say that the bakery wasn't dope. It's not to say that that we didn't see amazing things and you know d- doing, you know, karaoke at Gawkarine Bar and you know going to the Big Lebowski. That's in my notables by the way. That, yeah. <laughs> um g- going to the Big Lebowski bar a couple of times sitting outside, you know, just people watching as we, you know, as you know, we 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 just why we watched everyone from all walks of life, you know, to German tourists mm-hmm. and, and, and Russian frat boys and, you know, you name it, it was all there. And we, we would just yeah. sit and watch and the Airbnb in the middle of Reykjavik, going up to the church. I mean, all of those things are, it's, yeah. it's all there. Going to, um, going to Fisher. Oh God. Fisher was fucking ridiculous. Fisher is, um, it's a, it's a perfumery, it's mm-hmm. candles, it's incense, it's, uh, Owned by the uh, lead singer Sigaras Jonesy, and I think it's his um, his sister. Um, and it's uh, man, they're doing it right. I, we brought home some um, uh, perfume samples, a perfume mm-hmm. sample kit. Um, you got some incense. I got a candle. Mm-hmm. I have it on. Every time I put that on, I'm reminded of Iceland, and that's For exactly sure. that's, that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Um, we went we went back there twice. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, record stores, um, all the dead gulls on the highway, you guys, that's in my notables too, dude, the fucking birds, the dead birds. And these birds are dumb birds. We were, we kept seeing just like dead birds and it's, it wasn't everywhere, but it's in this very specific part of Mm -hmm. the, of, of the, you know, road in Iceland. And we start seeing all these dead birds and I'm like, why are all these dead birds? birds on the side of the road and we drive by a a, a, a live bird uh-huh. just fucking kicking it right in the middle of the road like and like, it looked at us like we his, were assholes yeah and we're like well that's why because these motherfuckers just want to kick it in the middle of the road i'm like and- I, there was literally one live bird sitting next to like joe joe bird who had just died i'm like dude just you're looking it. right at a bird that's Look at my dad going, oh, that's not going to be me. <laughs> it's basically like people who won't take the COVID vaccine right now. It's like, oh, that's not going to be me. And then all of a sudden here comes a semi. Fuck you. Fake news. That's it. So lots of, lots of really, really cool stuff. We will, um, if, if, if you're lucky, we will extrapolate a little, a little more. Maybe we'll do another episode yeah. on, on another. another oh, we didn't talk about did. the hot dogs. Uh, we didn't talk the, about the, sh- the shower situation. The, the hot tub. Uh, the. <laughs> The, the opening right. of, of the windows in the hotels. I mean, just uh, the, the beds, the beds, 
The beds are fucking weird. It's just it's. Well, I've I've heard that's how it is in Europe. That's just that's just like how all it is. over. So, but lots yeah. of, lots of really really cool stuff. But uh, the moral of the story is that um, Iceland is amazing, but Iceland is even better with you. So if anyone gets the chance to go to Iceland with her, you should absolutely do that. <laughs> this is is what I'm saying. Well, I'm always down for a good Iceland trip. That's so, right. Yeah. All right. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you for that experience. We will we will 100% go back. But yes. not until we do some uh, some some interesting possible adventures coming up in the next couple of years. We'll see how That's that right. goes. Yes. So all right, everybody, that is the end of episode four. We will put links in uh, the, the, the YouTube comment section for the places that we've been. We will um, maybe even put up a link of pictures that we took, things that we saw, that kind of stuff. If there are questions, if there are suggestions, if, if you have been to Iceland and you want to talk a little bit about it, drop us a note, send us an email. We'll be glad to have that chat with you. But um, ultimately, take take a trip with your loved ones go go to places that you've never been experience the world the way that it should be experienced and make your own life better yeah agreed that's it absolutely all right everybody <laughs> that's the end of this episode we'll see you next time right, bye <laughs>